This is the audit room on Clubhouse. I am your co-host, Trent Russell, founder of Green Skies Analytics, the go-to place for all things audit and analytics. And today, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt. Hi there, everybody. I'm happy to be with you again this week. I'm known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, but coming to you from Canada at the moment. I um, love working with clients on communication, specifically audit report writing, influencing without authority, um, my global communication competence topic, all those things to help internal audit get better results than ever before because they're better able to communicate and improve productivity. And very happy today to um, have Tom, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Tom Grzowski here with us. And Tom, I'll um, invite you to just give us a little introduction. Thank you, Tracy and Trent, for the invite. Uh, and yes, the pronunciation was correct, Tracy. So my background in a nutshell, I come from the internal audit profession uh, many, many years ago, was hired in a leadership development program in a Fortune 500 company that included uh, financial plan analysis and uh, significant tour of duty in the internal audit function. Uh, after several years of corporate accounting, audit, and finance, I uh, took a left turn, got in the recruiting business, uh, worked for a large staffing company for many years, and then uh, many years ago, uh, broke out on my own, uh, started Falcon Search, and uh, the majority of my work has been working specifically with internal audit at the management and executive level. Uh, as time has passed, I've evolved to not only provide executive search services to clients, but uh, advisory and coaching to select clients. So hopefully that helps uh, everyone listening understand my background and perspective as we go through the questions that Trent will lay out for us. Yeah, that's perfect. And so we are talking about the great resignation and internal audit, which might not be appropriate when we say resignation that's just you know what's kind of uh the term or the, the what it's being called generally i think there's not again as much resignation as much as there is maybe movement um as some folks are have gotten used to or enjoyed the remote work and are looking to get back into that uh maybe if their their organizations aren't supportive of that so that's why tom i think your perspective is fantastic as you are very much a part of the hiring process and seeing what's going on, where the movement is and uh, patterns such as that. But I just, I wanted to start off with what do you think is the, the new, new <laughs> normal um, where we, where we stand today and what, what are we going back to? Well, uh, let me start with, uh, you know, maybe some, insight as to what the new normal uh, may be. And uh, as everyone knows, listening uh, in the last two to three years, uh, normal changes and evolves frequently and uh, at a rapid pace. But what, uh, what I've seen in the last you know, 12 to 18 months is that clearly many corporations are moving to uh, a much more flexible work model, uh, both in location and time. Now, uh, internal audit, uh, both the management and the chief audit executives that I interact with uh, are moving towards and embracing uh, what their colleagues in professional services uh, have had as a model. And uh, that is that uh, their employees 
uh, can and are working effectively uh, outside of the traditional 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, work model, and uh, that those employees have important things to do personally inside that eight to five time frame. So uh, I think the new normal is that uh, the corporate internal audit function uh, is rapidly moving towards creating a far more flexible uh, environment to attract and retain uh, their quality people. And <clears throat> Excuse me. What are the, for the folks that you are, um, your clients that, have you talking, talked much to them about the challenges that they've experienced with joining maybe a full remote team or maybe even being like the lone remote person from a team? Uh, well, there are a variety of challenges in general, Trent. Uh, I have received overwhelming feedback from CAEs and from VPs and directors of very large audit shops that I call on uh, that uh, by and large, their teams have been uh, very uh, efficient and effective uh, in their remote work to date. Uh, some of those leaders have uh, shared with me their thoughts or questions, uh, given that we've only been in this environment for you know approaching two years uh, about the the near term and the longer term uh, effectiveness of having people work remotely not only on their own professional development but their abilities to uh, potentially be effective in uh, building and enhancing relationships with their uh, auditees. So uh, I have a number of conversations with managers that express some level of concern that over the long term, uh, they may, in certain situations, uh, not be as uh, effective uh, in terms of uh, identifying uh, risk and fraud in particular. Yeah, and I've, I've heard similar, at least anecdotally, I haven't seen anything, but anecdotally, I've heard similar, the effectiveness is kind of maybe what's taking a hit. Um, and the efficiency is definitely there. And I would say people are even working more um, than ever, which is a good thing for some and a, a bad thing for, for others, depending on your perspective. But uh, Tom, what I was interested about as, as you're talking and you think about this, let's say I came to you or someone, you know, a client comes to you and says, Hey, the organization I'm at, we're not doing remote anymore. I want to find a remote position. What what guidance are you providing them in terms of uh, interview prep? Is it different? Do people even look at resumes anymore? Like what what's changed in that sense? And how are you helping guide those folks? Sure. Well, uh, Trent, in, in my uh, role as an executive recruiter and advisor, uh, I often start by uh, trying to determine what the person's uh, you know goals and objectives are and then back into you know the the advice or game plan i may give them uh, and what i've learned is that uh, in in this market in the last 18 months to two years you know people have changed their uh, aspirations professionally and personally have changed and what i'm seeing is that in particular 
candidates that may be, you know, 10 years or less of experience in a corporate setting, uh, they've had more significant change in what they want to do. And because of that, uh, what we're seeing is that uh, those candidates are resigning from jobs. Uh, they may be resigning without uh, another job lined up. And uh, they are more selective uh, in what they may interview for. When they do interview for positions, we advise them to polls. Uh, in other words, if, uh, you know, 100% remote is um, the most important thing, then their questions uh, are going to start in that area. If their goals are involved with flexibility and schedule, uh, career development, training, enhancement, then we clearly advise them to, you know, ask questions that will lead them to learn more about the culture, uh, why uh, you know, other people in the organization uh, accepted offers and remain with that employer. So uh, I guess bottom line is it depends on the individual's goals. Uh, many of the listeners may be uh, more experienced than 10 years, may have worked in a corporate audit function, have had more traditional career development. And because of that, uh, often they're not as focused on being 100% remote or having a work from home or remote option as part of their next opportunity. Um, uh, so it's really a balancing act and it crosses industries um, uh, as well as uh, oftentimes even uh, geography because different parts in the US economy, at least you're seeing uh, you know, different approaches to uh, work from home and remote work flexibility. Is that helpful? That's definitely helpful. And I want to just jump in based on what you've said and uh, the question that Trent asked was what I'm seeing in some of my clients is they've hired three, four people since this, you know, the difficulty started with the pandemic. And some of them work from home for almost a year without ever having met a colleague in person. Yes. And, and how does that, you know, reflect in what you're seeing in terms of maybe satisfaction or people not being able to be retained or do you give CAEs any advice on that kind of thing? Well, I, I do advise my CAEs, you know, given the, uh, the protocols in their local communities that they uh, should consider offering uh, their teams to, to meet in person, be it uh, an out of office uh, event say a, a bowling or I have clients in certain large cities that have professional sports teams. And as again, uh, the local uh, uh, authorities have allowed these gatherings, those people to get out. And I've received in general, very favorable feedback uh, from those leaders uh, that their people are giving them positive feedback. Uh, I think the key, Tracy, really is that the companies that I've called on, the chief auditors that I work with, that early communicated their desire to create a flexible environment. And many of them were creating this perception in an environment where the tone at the top of the corporate uh, office may not have been as flexible. Uh, those are the CAEs and the, the other directors and VPs that are having the most success retaining their quality people 
and in your specific case, retaining these new hires that may not have had the uh, the experience of, uh, as we say, hanging around the water cooler with their friends uh, in a work setting. Yeah, I think it's it's super challenging, and it goes back to some of the first comments you made about the importance of building relationships. I work with communication, and you know, there's all kinds of things we can teach for people how to communicate remotely. But actually, really building solid relationships, I think that personal that personal contact get togetherness is um, is you know missing for sure. Yes, agreed. I wish I wish I would have thought about this title earlier um, instead of in the middle of this. But I think maybe a, a more appropriate name for this one or title should maybe was the Great Migration in Internal Audit, meaning folks moving from or, one organization to another, primarily because of remote work. But um, a question being: Are you seeing if we stick to migration? Maybe are you seeing more people? that weren't in internal audit trying to get into internal audit or are you seeing more people in internal audit getting out of internal audit not necessarily retiring or um calling it a, a day uh, but just movement in general or is it about the same uh i'm not seeing a significant trend in either direction uh what i am seeing and what i've been coaching and advising uh, many chief auditors and other clients is um, based on your industry is that, uh, you know, the value of internal audit as a career development opportunity is, is well known by everyone listening. And often there are people in uh, companies and I have clients in you know, financial services, manufacturing, um, technology. Some of those industries are highly conducive to, recruit internally uh, talent in the organization and give them a tour of duty uh, it, within audit and then move them back into uh, a different role. Um, I'm seeing a little bit more of that uh, during the pandemic. And I think in large part because overall demand for internal audit, as we all know, it's it has gone up significantly. In fact, I'll give you some quick uh, stats. Uh, we project that uh, you know the chief audit executive role has probably returned 80 to 90 percent of what it was pre-pandemic and uh, Trent and Tracy the pre-pandemic job market was uh, at least from an internal audit perspective at historical highs it was unprecedented coming uh, out of 2019 the demand for internal audit across the org chart but if we look at the uh, the rest of the audit community the non-chief audit vp or director is probably at 85 percent of that pre-pandemic level uh, that middle management senior management is almost back to 100 percent and if we look at just staff and seniors those are at 110 percent of demand uh, pre-pandemic and again that was a historical level of demand so that talks to the um, the chief auditor about I'm going to have openings and I'm not going to have candidates to choose from and I, I see that all the time with my clients I think the toughest in in Europe anyway I would say the last three years the toughest auditors to find are the quote-unquote IT auditors but I wonder isn't shouldn't every auditor almost be an it auditor these days because that's the nature of the business that we're in so what what kinds of what kinds i say what skills are 
the CAE is looking for when they go to hire those new auditors? Well, uh, I, clearly, someone that's technology savvy uh, is is a must in most roles. Um, you know, absent a, you know a, a global money center bank that has uh, fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred auditors and silos where regulatory compliance becomes the uh, the primary focus of the individual. Um, uh, it, technology is probably the leading uh, uh, skill set. Uh, data analytics within that technology it has been uh, and will continue to be an, an emerging area of growth. Not only numbers of positions, but uh, I do believe future chief auditors are going to come from uh, those two areas of the traditional internal audit shop more so than any point in the past um, in, in addition uh, what we're seeing is that uh, with the growth and um, technology there are subsets within privacy and uh, also esg uh, that are becoming uh, very interesting uh, areas of potential growth for uh, new people in internal audit or people that are looking to either make a sh change within the profession uh, or transition to another company. Absolutely. Trent? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I've always wondered why there aren't more IT centered or folks with IT backgrounds as CAEs because it's been around, I feel like, long enough to where that that could be the case, or you would expect there to be more, but I don't know if I've seen any. Tom, do you see any of those? Uh, information technology uh, careers that migrate to the chief audit executive role, yes. Uh, I've seen uh, several people I've worked with over the years uh, attain that chief audit um, position. Uh, Trent, what I've observed, though, is that, uh, you know, having done this for 20 years i've talked to a lot of people that came out of a professional services firm or right out of a it audit role in a Fortune 500 company and many of them had different goals and aspirations and again going back to you know my role in working in those relationships is to find out where people want to be and advise them on how to get there i am seeing far more it audit directors uh, that express an interest in running the internal audit shop. And because of that, what we're seeing, what we're seeing is that uh, many of the employers that I call on uh, are becoming more uh, receptive to that, in particular in, you know, mid to large size organizations, because the department may have other directors that uh, are CPAs that may um, give comfort to uh, organizations that have a, uh, a desire and sometimes even a bias towards having a, a CPA big four financial person uh, running the internal audit uh, function. Yeah, I know there's a lot of um, complaints that I've seen when it comes to job descriptions for a CAE position that talks about the need for a CPE and there's there's some good debate on whether that's required or necessary or not. Um, so as the IT and analytics person, it's good to hear that folks are moving into uh, CAE level roles then. Um, 
So I think it was either yesterday or the day before I saw an article that said uh, PwC was telling their 40,000 plus employees here in the U.S. Anyway, if you want to go full remote, go full remote. And with them being the largest uh, public accounting firm in the world, or at least they, they were a few years ago when I was in public accounting, um, is that, do you see that as like the first domino to fall? Like they're, they're the big ones that said, Hey, we're all going remote. And now maybe more, um, more organizations will start to do the same. And if I can add on to that, is that, do you think that, is that limited to just consulting? I know within the various consulting firms, there's a ton of remote options that I'm seeing, uh, compared to, um, the non-consulting folks. So is, is, are you seeing that trend also? Is it more consultant? And do you see that as being like the first domino to where other organizations will start going? Yep. Yeah, okay. Internal audit. You're good. Uh, Trent, I do. And uh, it, it, as most of us know, the consulting model historically uh, was far better designed to equip uh, itself for this massive transition during the pandemic. Uh, a typical professional services person in their first three to five years is either driving a car or uh, flying in an airplane to visit a client to perform work. Um, uh, and they weren't tethered to a desk. So uh, their whole corporate culture, in essence, was uh, being remote. Um, because of that, these firms were so far ahead of their industry counterparts in moving to uh, remote work. In fact, their uh, employees expected it. Uh, I am seeing uh, countless Fortune 500 companies, many of which are old school, more traditional, uh, that have um, you know a, a tone at the top that is evolving but is uh, and uh, continues to be uh, that you will come in the office uh, full time to develop. Uh, but what we're seeing with the chief auditors is they are creating uh, some flexibility uh, within their departments, in part because many audits uh, staff do uh, have responsibilities that require them to travel. And uh, as we move uh, to a more safe environment where travel is going to happen, uh, I think you're going to see more internal audit shops be uh, flexible and have remote work options. And as we know, uh, the professional services firms calling on these uh, uh, organizations, uh, these people do meet at the water cooler and they do talk about their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. So if a PwC person is providing audit services to a Fortune 100 client, uh, those people are interacting on a daily basis, sometimes in an office environment where they're physically together. And uh, I think that alone will help expedite the transformation of the typical Fortune 500 internal audit shop to be far more receptive to flexibility in work, where you work and when you work. Yeah, that relationship with the, the clients that you're talking about and sharing Basically, what's your lifestyle like? Well, I'm, I'm remote unless I'm here. Um, I think that could have a big impact. That's a, a really good point. Um, we're up against the clock a little bit. Uh, so what we'll do is close it out a little bit. Tom, what I'd actually um, 
like to hear from you as, as we close out. We'll kick it to you and then just kind of tell us a little bit more uh, maybe about your service offerings, how we can get in touch with you uh, and how you're, you're helping your clients. Um, but before that, I want to thank everybody that uh, is in the room today. Uh, we will be back again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago time. We are live as usual. And um, Tom, thank you again. Tracy, I'll throw it to you. And then if you can uh, kick it out to Tom, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely. It was great to see everyone in the room today. And Tom, I love the discussion and I hope you'll come back and join us again um, to see where this goes um, in the future. I think, uh, you know, remote remote is definitely a great way to go. And um, let's see how that um, impacts everything. Um, just want to let everyone know I'm rerunning my uh, How to Write Short Audit Reports webinar on December 9th. We had 150 people last time, so looking forward um, to having some of you join if possible. And Tom, I'll turn it over to you to close us off. Uh, Tracy and Trent, thank you for the invitation. I've enjoyed our discussion. Uh, if uh, any of the listeners are interested in our services, you can find me at uh, falconsearchinc.com. Uh, my email is tom at falconsearchinc.com. Uh, our office phone is 407-852-6202. How can I help you? Well, a variety of ways. Uh, if you are a hiring manager in internal audit and you are struggling to find talent, uh, you can certainly call and we can discuss our services. Uh, if you are in an internal audit position that is not meeting your expectations, uh, clearly uh, I can be a resource to keep you in touch with the job market. Uh, if you are at a point in your career where you're uncertain as to where you want to finish, I do provide career coaching and advisory services. Uh, you can reach me via email or, or phone to schedule uh, that appointment. Uh, Again, most of the work I do is going to be at the management and executive level and internal audit and risk in the U.S. So any and all listeners that uh, fall into that uh, group, I would enjoy the opportunity to support you and your career. So Tracy and Trent, thank you so much. I uh, will throw it back to you.